Hey, 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 hey. It is good to be back with you. Top of the morning to you. And welcome to the Auspicious Wellness Optimal Wellness Podcast. Come on in. Have a virtual seat at the table. We are broadcasting live in studio. And you already know (laughs) when I do come to the mic, I am not going to be doing an ordinary presentation to you. I am going to go all in to give you an extraordinary experience. I endeavor to bring you an informative session, which is evidence-based. This is your hour of wellness, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, however I bring it to you, this is your hour of wellness with the auspicious wellness experience. My name is Deborah Smith-Torrance, your host. I am a certified life and health coach and manufacturing cannabinoid molecules for short CBD and IT developer. I am a diversity supplier I am a certified woman-owned small business. I am a certified woman's business enterprise and a minority business enterprise certified. And I am also certified to do this with corporations around the world. We are broadcasting live in studio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Deezer, Listen Note. Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, Castbox, Podbean, Spreaker, Player FM, and FFMPG, and a bunch more that I really don't know about, and they keep popping up. I would like to personally thank listeners in countries all over the world who have been supporting the Auspicious Wellness Optimal Wellness Podcast. I want to say thank you to the United Kingdom, Bahamas, France, Ireland, Ecuador, Nigeria, Japan, Italy. Argentinas, Turks, Caicos Islands, South Korea, United Arabies, Emirates, Puerto Rico, Germany, India, Turkey, Egypt, Pakistan, France, Canada, Thailand, the UK. I'd just like to thank everyone for joining, people all over the United States for listening in. Um, I've got a great episode for you today. With that being said, wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It is good to be back with you. Before I get started today, I want to fill you in since I've been away longer than usual. I have been extremely busy building, building my companies. I wanted to give you some information and give you something more to go with that today. A lot has been in my mind. I've been writing, even though I don't get to the mic, I'm always writing. I'm always writing down thoughts that pop in my head, things that make sense, and to try to use those thoughts and put them together when it's necessary to bring a entire podcast. I've got three or four podcasts that aren't even finished, but they're thoughts, and they're very important thoughts, and I want to be able to share those with you. During the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, Auspicious Wellness decided, which we always say Auspicious Wellness, well, my company decided to to pivot to become a government supplier in PPE. But I went so much further than I could have ever expected. This was in 2020. During this time, my company has, during this time, all the way up until now, my company has successfully accomplished five certifications as a W, a woman-owned small business, which is a WSB, a WBE, which is a women's business enterprise, and a MBE, which is a minority business enterprise, certified in the states of Indiana, the city of Indianapolis, the city of Louisville as a diversity supplier, vetted and certified as 
a nation, as nationally as a corporate and government supplier as the WOSB. And it's just a few more left that I have to do, but I have been getting it done. At the same time, I've successfully developed a supply chain and personal protective equipment for medical and construction companies. Auspicious Wellness is now an enterprise-sized supplier of medical supplies and also medical equipment such as hospital beds, stethoscopes, high blood pressure cups, and more syringes, everything that you can think of that a hospital may need in supplies, and some also um, that you can, it's just been in also an equipment, and it's been a long road. Um, also, we supply clinics, companies in medical settings, veterinarian clinics, and hospitals. We are in the process of going international. <laughs> this has been a lot of work, but at the same time, what I've learned has been invaluable. And I just wanted to update you and inspire you because I've been away from you for a month at least. <laughs> and I just wanted to kind of, you know, tell you, if you really put your mind to accomplishing something, it is possible. If you do things above or above board and in order, with passion for your dream, sometimes a business plan will grow beyond your expectations. This is called opportunity. Opportunities do not always come along, but when they do, you have to seize the moment. You have to seize the opportunity. In doing this, there is so much more room for growth, what we can refer to as personal and professional development. See, when you talk the talk, you must be able to walk the walk. And some of the main reasons why I'm sharing this with you, because I always talk about professional development, personal development. And I talk about, and this is that time for me. I am in the process of learning more. So this is part of my professional development. I am in the process of understanding how to deal with people in different settings, in different ways, and to, you know, humanize myself in the process. And that's part of my personal development. Sometimes you fall, but you just, you know, sometimes you have to dust yourself off and you have to get back up again. You have to lick your wounds because we're all, none of us are perfect. And you're better for it the next time. We call that one experience. I've cried some tears of frustration I've cried tears of growth and I've tried and I've also cried tears of joy because this has been an experience for me. So from my own experience in human nature, I like to reinforce your strengths and some of the emotions we will all encounter along the way. And some of the emotions that you encounter, it could be emotion towards emotions that you encounter from other people, or it could be you having to get your ego in check. Because as you grow, you also have to understand your ego can also defeat you. So a lot of us are building our businesses. We're trying to become successful. But one of the biggest things that happen to us in business is our ego happens. And so I'm constantly making sure to keep that in check. So I keep <laughs> ego <laughs> You better not come out. <laughs> so I keep knocking, telling my ego not to, you know, just keeping myself in check mentally. And so let's look at what some of the things that ego does that research has been shown to be true and is responsible for many negative human traits, behaviors. Um, and it's so much more than what I'm going to say, but this is some of the things that if you're building your business or your business is doing really well, 
or you're in the beginning stages of understanding what it's going to take for you to build your business. These are some of the traits and characteristics that you really, really don't want. You know, you don't want to be in the habit of criticizing other people constantly all the time and thinking because, you know, everything starts and stops with you because it's not true. Everything does not start with you and everything does not stop with you. You're, you can't, constantly judging others and you want other people to see your way of what your thoughts are about other people. Because if you do this, there's an insecurity somewhere about you who gives you the right to judge people every time, all the time to think that, you know, what they're thinking, what their, what their thoughts are, what their actions are. None of us can see that. Not all the time. Sometimes people have characteristics where you can see that, but no one gives you the right to judge people all the time. Okay. Because then you become manipulative. Okay. And you become so much more manipulative towards other people so that you can't even see that you want to manipulate other people. But then it comes to a point that people can see that what you're trying to do is control them through manipulation. And then, then there's other parts that happen that you're not expecting along the way because you defeat yourself. You can only do these things so long before they catch up with you. Your inability to become, you become inflexible. You don't want to be flexible towards other people's schedules. It's it's like, no, it has to be my way. I want, I I need to make this at nine o'clock. And if you can't make it at nine o'clock, then we can't have the meeting because you think everything ends and starts with you. So it's like this person has to jump through hoops just to have a meeting with you. And some of the biggest and best business deals are made through flexibility. Trust and believe me, it's true. You can't be too rigid in life because it gets to the, to the point that your life is like a board. You become stiff as a board in life and because you think everything starts and stops with you. And it doesn't. It just doesn't. And they, you become, then most, a lot of people get to the point that they have severe mood swings, like little children, if something doesn't go your way. No, no, it's my way or no way, no. And you just can't even see it. And then you become possessive. Of, of people as if they were possessions or become possessive of what you have and your inability to share with other people, you know, and then don't even talk about this part of your ego, the constant need for praise and approval from other people where other people say, Oh, you're so smart. You're so intelligent. You're so handsome. You're so beautiful. He's so good looking. She's so good looking. And you need your ego to be stroked. So you're always looking for this. You need to feel superior to everyone around you. But guess what happens when you're living this type of life? Okay. You're digging a hole. You're digging a trench. You are dealing a pitfall for yourself of becoming fearful because you start to feel insecure. When one of these things don't go your way, you become fearful. Then next Next thing kicks in, you become anxious. And then, then, then you start to be totally uncooperative with other people. And any one thing that anyone says that just, just one little phrase out of their mouth that comes out the wrong way, the next thing you do is you're taking every word that a person says out their mouth as too seriously. And the next thing you know, you pounce on them if they say one word wrong. You become offensive. 
and, and it's, it's from one end to the next, just so quickly, you become super offensive to other people. And next thing you know, you're constantly worrying about little bitty things. Everything has to be in control. Everything has to be in your orbit the way you want it to be in your orbit. But guess what's really truly happening to you? You're spinning out of control. You, you feel like you're losing control, so you're starting to spin out of control. So then all of these fearful actions come to come into play because it can't be is either my way or no way because everyone has a right to their own feelings, their own thoughts, and their own behaviors such as you do. So that's one of the biggest reasons because that you have to keep your ego in check because that is your biggest downfall would be your ego. That's, that's the biggest thing, and you don't want that to happen. So you, then another thing is that you start to feel resentful towards other people and your inability to live in the present moment and times are passing you by because you don't know how to live in the present because all you have is the past because you have no room for growth anymore. And then because you're not growing, so you sink deeper and deeper. And so now you start to feel depressed, sad, hopelessness, despair, and your constant quest for the need for power, that's that that's not going to happen anymore because people have got your number now. They figured out who you are. They figured out what you're all about. And a lot of people are starting to run from you. And you 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 just can't control other humans and other people. You just can't control people. So guess what happened? I'm going to bring this up again later. You ran out of space, you ran out of time, and you ran out of people. And I'm going to break down how you ran out of the space and the time and the people. These behaviors have cut out your entire journey for growth. And if you cannot grow, you diminish your ability to succeed in life. So now you can't even succeed. You can't smell success. You can't feel success. You can't see success. So all the senses around success are gone the sight, the feeling, okay? You can't even hear it anymore. It's not ringing true for you anymore because now you're in your truth and your truth is about hopelessness, despair. It's about control, resentfulness, judging. So now you, you're just in your own circle and there's no one in that circle with you. And so you've actually dug a ditch and put yourself in it. When you're dealing with growth, moving towards success... You must constantly when constantly check yourself. You have to stay humble. You have to stay open-minded. And the reason why you have to do these things, because these are your break or make moments. These moments right here can make or break any career, any relationship, anything that someone's trying to achieve. You cannot always write your own story. And that this, I really want you to listen to this because I was writing it and it just kind of hit me. You know, you cannot write your own story. The story may have been laid out a long time ago. Okay, because that sounds like destiny to me. You're going to have your bumps, lumps, and all those things. But if it's in your destiny to do something, then that's what you're going to do. Okay, that is what's going to happen. You you know, I tell people a lot of times that this is a story and you're the characters in the story. If you believe in destiny, if you believe in faith and you believe in hope, these are the things that have been predestined and pre-written for you many times before. If you are a believer, 
The one thing you can do is stay on your path. We call this the journey. When I say if you're a believer, then you believe in your God. And I can't say uh, what kind of God or whatever. I just, I know I have my beliefs in my God, but I don't have a right to tell other people what to believe in. So I just respect everybody's belief process. So come on now, somebody. (laughs) We getting there. And you know where I'm going. So where I'm going is both sides of the coin. If you don't know, I'm going to the side of humility and the side of ego. Okay. That is one side of the coin. When we talk about ego, the other side is that you may encounter jealousy from people you would least expect in your personal orbit, family, friends, acquaintances, sometimes even people you don't even know. You don't even know these people. So you got to, you know, set yourself up to expect some things so that you know how to deal with some things. And you've got to grow a thicker skin. My skin used to be so thin and I used to worry about who liked me, who didn't like me. Now it's a, it's not about that. Now it's about if you know you're treating people the way you want to be treated and you're trying to treat people right and you're dealing with people the right way. You can't worry about what people do because you can't control people. You can't control people's emotions. Only thing you could do is not give them an audience. What I do now, if people are not about treating you correctly, just don't put yourself in their presence. Don't, don't give them an audience. Go find something more meaningful to do that you can be accomplishing, self-love, or any of those things. Just don't, don't give negative people that have negative thoughts of this ego. Just don't put yourself... In their path, don't give them an audience. That's the best thing that you can do because when people mistreat you and they don't have an audience anymore, they just have them, themselves, and themselves again. <laughs> so that's how you handle that situation. So now let's focus on jealousy. We address the sheer root of jealousy and why jealousy and envy are destructive behaviors. And most of all, how to rise above it when you are the target. And realizing not only that, it's both sides of the coin, and realizing you're projecting this emotion onto other people, which is wrong. Jealousy is a root which can certainly destroy the peaceful and beauty of your personal landscape in your life. You you can have the most beautiful life laid out, and then out of the sudden, you become you let jealousy become a habit, and you turn around and the landscape is gone. You have a life of all the beautiful landscape has been overcome by weeds of jealousy until there's no beauty left in life. And I'm what I'm really saying is there's no beauty left in you. I don't know how beautiful or, or how handsome you are. You will end up, I don't care how beautiful, how handsome, you will end up becoming just a shell of who you used to be. The grassy mane of life is gone and the darkness is there. These actions continue when you look around If you continue with these actions of jealousy, there's no solace left. Let us look deeper in what is the risk of jealousy. Divorce, loss of family, loss of friends, loss of children, loss of respect, siblings, loss of siblings, alienation, missed opportunities, missed promotions at work, mental clarity. You're risking your happiness and you are really risking your own self-esteem. And you are not developing positive coping mechanisms. And you can very well be labeled as a bully. This is what actions of jealousy and envy can lead to when not addressed within yourself. 
This is what you do to yourself. And it's not about it being my way, my world. But at the same time, there's two different emotions around jealousy. Jealousy is one emotion and envy is another. And these are two different actions and have two totally different meanings. So don't get them confused. So it's just like, say, for instance, I'm going to break it down for you in a little bit. When we envy someone, just listen to this. When we envy someone, is a sign that that person has something that we wish we had for ourselves. Envy means discontent, longing for someone else's advantages. Jealousy means unpleasant suspicion or apprehension of rivalry. Envy is the most often is well, it's most often used to refer to a convertious feeling towards another person's attributes, possessions, or stature in life. Many people use jealous to mean the same thing, but it does not mean the same thing. Jealousy relates to no reason, no rhyme as to why you have this feeling towards someone. Today, many of us go through that, but we confuse it in in the life today and say, oh, this person's just jealous of me. No, this person may be envious of you because of what you have, what you've accomplished and what you're doing. So that means envy. So that's the correct term. So for someone to say this person is jealous, that's because they're misjudging you. That's because they, they're judging you um, unfairly. They are trying to control situations around you unfairly. Um, they are trying to break your self-esteem unfairly. They have bullying actions towards you unfairly. So let's take a closer look at both sides of the coin. So when you are the target of jealousy, you have to figure out how to protect yourself. And when you are the perpetrator, how and why you need to check yourself and look inward instead of projecting this on other people. Because not only is this harmful to other people, it's harmful for you. Because remember, you can run out of space, time, and people. Because no one will want to be around you. No one will give you their time. No one will want to be in your space. Okay? So let's look at some example. Every time your spouse walks out the door, you suspect they're cheating. Is this possible? Are you experiencing issues of self-esteem? Have you been in a past relationship and carrying baggage that's weighing on you, which you have never really addressed and disposed of? Healing is one of the most beautiful things a human being can accomplish in life. It is the rite of passage in life and that to what to that which is better. And eventually you are better. When you decide to, to tackle what's going on and say, you know what? I'm projecting this onto the love of my life. I'm projecting this onto my spouse. I'm projecting this onto my friend. I'm projecting this onto people that is unfair. Everyone, everything around me can't be suspect. Everything a person does can't be suspect. So then you have to say, what's my deal? Were you in a relationship where you were wronged in that relationship? Instead of you checking yourself and saying, let me find something constructive to do. Let me find something positive to do. And let me turn around and tell this baby, you know what? I'll see you when you get back. Give me a kiss. I love you. And go on about your business and do you. Okay? Because if you spend all your time trying to figure out what they're doing, are you really even happy? You're not happy. All you're doing is just trying to figure out every move this person is making to the point that you're crippling your own ability to move forward and do other things in life and even give yourself self-love. Time well spent with self. 
to, to, you know, to the point you can't even sustain relationships with other people because all you do is talk about this person, this person, this person, where you can't give any real true meaning to the relationship with your friends, with your family, and things of that action. Okay? So let's look at another instance. A family member receives a life-changing opportunity. They've been working and building towards for years. You immediately become angry the first thing out your mouth, oh, they just got lucky. No, they work for it. And they've been working towards this in life for a long time. And you have to look at it. Maybe while you were at the picnic, they were working. Maybe while you were at the bar having drinks, they were working. So at some point in time, things have to shift in their favor because they put in the time, the knowledge, the experience, the heartbreak, and everything else. And they sacrifice many, many days of getting together with other people to have fun because they were building. That's what they were doing. Okay. And you have to look at life and and take the whole thing and look at life. Life is the root of why you cannot jealousy. And when you put the life in there and that will tell you why you cannot validate the struggle and the reward. That's the jealous root you have to uproot within yourself. If you are constantly putting people down that are getting ahead in life and they really, really work towards it. I mean, really work towards it. Blood, sweat, tears, put in seven hours, put in um, 70 hours a week working towards what they want to do, whether they're bringing home a nice paycheck, whether their business is growing or whatever, and you're constantly getting mad. Well, then instead of you fighting these people with these jealous feelings, Turn around and do something about it within yourself. Assert yourself. And that's what you need to do. So let's go for another one. A neighbor buys a new car. You you immediately begin to tell yourself you need a new car. A new car wasn't even on your mind. It wasn't even on your radar. It's not even in your budget. As fast as you make the money, you spend it. We call this keeping up with the Joneses. Why are you competing with others instead of competing with what's in your means to do and find happiness within your own means? Why is this not? If your life could be, if your life could be better, you got to do more to make it better. That's how it could be better. Reality check. You're responsible to better yourself and put the time in and work in. The reward is yours at the end. Building you, changing your circumstances. Instead of focusing on others, you focus on what you should be doing and what's within your ability to do. I call this building a life of positivity, getting to know you, understanding you, and most of all, loving yourself, growing roots of success and placement in life. I remember when me and my husband, um, I didn't tell you this story because it's a real true story. <laughs> um, we, we bought a house. And when we bought the house, me and my husband, we were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because I didn't want to. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not moving in that house. And my husband said, that house is brick. And you can't destroy a brick house. The foundation is good. It just needs a lot of work. And so I couldn't see what he could see, his insight. I couldn't see. He said, we're buying this house. <laughs> I was like, No. And and true enough, we redid the whole house. We, we, we've been re- working on it. And we're still working on the same house. Still working on it. But it was his ability to see what I couldn't see. 
and my love for him to believe in his dream is what got us to where we were, to where we are. So what I'm saying, I want so what I'm saying is that this is one of the the struggles that we have to encounter. Sometimes we have to know when to to step down, when to believe, when to do those things. We have to know when to do things. We have to know when to let the other person lead and not let it be about your ego, not let it be about what you want and what you think. Sometimes you have to go down the rabbit hole to see what's in there. Sometimes you just have to. And sometimes you have to understand those things. And so this is some of what I'm talking about. And so there's always, so when we get to this root of jealousy, there's always a positive mental exercise to build you and what you stand for. When you catch yourself distributing negative impulses of envy, of envy, jealousy, judging, disbelief, step back and adjust your thought processes. Work on critiquing yourself immediately. Bad habits are hard to break once they set in. Make sure you critique yourself on my way or no way. Make sure you do that. Because guess what? You could have a person, you could very well have a thriving company. And then you have a person that may come in and they might have some other thoughts. But before you could even really listen to this person closely and hear them all the way out. No, this is the way we've been doing it for years and blah, 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 blah. And you start talking to them like that. But then you don't, you didn't listen and you didn't give this person a chance. So a lot of talent could have just went out the window and they could have saved you a lot of money or they could have prepared you for some of the ways that things are going to be done in the future or the way that the world is moving. But because you believe it's my way or no way, so now your business is left behind and the talent left and it went out the door because of your inability to see things more openly when dealing with people. And that's one of the things you have to be able to do. Do the work now instead of backtracking in life. Check yourself now before you regret what you have done. And most of all, not just what you've done, the person you become and the, and the people that you've hurt with your actions. The logical behavior behind all of this comes self-loathing. This is a journey which is super destructive to your own well-being. It really is. You will run out of people, you run out of space, and you run out of time. I keep saying this because I want you to really get it. No one will want to be around you. No one will want to spend time with you and no one will want to be in your presence. This is what I refer to as running out of space, time, and people because you've alienated everyone. We must be careful. We don't move in the areas. You, the last thing, because there is really a, um, a more serious downfall to this, and this, it is delusional jealousy, Losing touch, delusional jealousy is a psychotic disorder and should be treated mainly, you know, by a professional. It should be treated by a doctor. We can't diagnose, treat, or prescribe anything to anyone. You know, this is just advice in this podcast, okay? Obsessive jealousy resembles obsessive compulsive disorders, and it needs to be treated professionally. So you don't want to go down that route. You don't, you, you just really, really don't. So what you want to do is as much as possible. If it's something that's not psychotic, then just, you know, try to fix and work on these behaviors. If it's something psychotic, then they need to be seeing a doctor. 
period. Okay. So let's look at how we can reflect on some of these behaviors. You can reflect on some of these behaviors with humility. And, and that really, really is something that I want you to really focus on. Humility. An important element of humility is, is accepting yourself with all your faults. Rather than judging yourself for your shortcomings, this doesn't mean you should not strive to improve, but positively rather than berating yourself for your negative qualities. Humility is, in fact, one of the most powerful, important attributes of growth, both in and out of the ring. Being humble helps to build trust and facilitates learning, which are key aspects of leadership and personal development. Great peacemakers are all people of integrity, of honesty, and humility. What is, an, what is an example of humility? You're standing in line at the grocery store with a cart full of groceries. My cart's overflowing. And one or two people behind you in line have one or two things apiece in line. You turn and look at them and say to yourself, it's my turn. I was first. Instead of saying to yourself, I'm not in a hurry. How much time will it take of my time to let them go first? Since you let these two human beings go before you, why? Because you simply should. You should. The reason why you let them go first is because you should. It's the right thing we need to do. It's one of the right things. And one of the, you know, I was researching this with um, Habiba. Me and Habiba, we were talking about this and we were researching when I told her I was doing a podcast. So we started doing a little research together. <laughs> so we were laughing. And so I was like, listen, you, you got to read what I wrote, some of what I wrote and put together and research. You got to listen to it. So she was critiquing and she, we were talking. And so we, we put this piece together together. <laughs> and so, and, and we were having so much fun and, and I'm going to have her on. We're going to get into, cause we have these most wonderful conversations all the time. Habiba's Muslim. I'm American. Um, and we, and we have these conversations and they get so deep. And sometimes we could be on the phone for a whole hour and I'd be like, girl, I gotta go. <laughs> but we must get in the mindset of community building by looking at others and especially treating others the way we want to be treated and valued as humans. Kindness reflects onto others as kindness reflects onto you. It's a community-driven orientation of positive emotions and reflections. As everyone reflects in humility, a movement is born and becomes community. It becomes a community movement. Example such as Habitat for Humanity, founded in 1976 by Miller and Linda Fuller to address the issues of poor housing conditions. Also, one of the biggest advocates for this movement was President Jimmy Carter, bringing awareness starting in 1984 with Jimmy and Rosalind Carter helped Habitat volunteers renovate a 19-unit building in Georgia. And media coverage followed, giving this organization a much-needed national boost. These acts of kindness, helping others with a better quality of life, an opportunity, and most of all, a chance in life. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. A chance in life. A change in life. An opportunity of lifelong opportunity. A stroke of belief in others, leading to motivation. One simple act of kindness can create a community. Listen, now Habitat for Humanity has communities all over the United States. It's helping with a dream, a hope, a wish, a belief, 
and now a reality of helping disadvantaged communities to thrive. Ask yourself, am I walking in humility when I interact with others or am I all about me, myself, and I? Only you have the answer to that. And at the same time, only you must answer for your actions. Listen to what I said. Ask yourself, am I walking in humility when I interact with others or am I all about me, myself, and I? Because only you have the answer to that. Because at the same time, only you have to answer for it. Humility is also the key to success. Why? Because self-improvement and growth is always there. When you combine humility with motivation, you have the keys to building success because you're ready to navigate through obstacles and failures. You get back up. You're able to look beyond a self. You're, you're able to look way beyond self and realize that life does not stop and start with you, but with a higher power, a deeper meaning, and you're ignited with motivation, growth, learning, and understanding your quest. Because I, you know, I'm a believer. I believe in, you know, God. I really do. But I don't, but other people, they have other religious beliefs. And I respect those, but I know what my belief is, okay? You, and so you can't start with false humility. Don't deflect praise. Nothing on earth starts and stops with one person. You must dig deep and remember this. So let's look at the benefits of humility. Because even in the Bible, it speaks about humility. It speaks about this all over the Bible, actually. Acts of kindness, you know, acts, acts of actually lifting people up that are helpless, that can't help themselves. And that's, that's where we have to be as a people. Instead of us always looking um, forward of, about what is for us and me, myself, and I, let's look at what's for the better good of all of us. What works for all of us? It doesn't matter what color you are, what nationality you are, what religion you are. It's all of us, period, period. It's all of us. And when we become more open-minded and learn how to be more accepting of each other, learn how to live together, the world will become better for it, period. I believe in that. (laughs) So I guess I'm just kind of pouring into it a little bit more. And so let's go back and look at, the benefits of humility, growth is one of them. Because when you are more humble with people, people want to work with you more. They want to pour into you. They want you in their network. They want to be around you. You know what I'm saying? Is this like sugar to a sweet tooth? This person is such a joy to be around. This person right here, you know, when you listen to them talk and you listen to them, they they give so much insight and meaning. That becomes, that's part of growth. So you're, you're spiritually growing because you want to pour into others and not just into yourself. You want to understand others. So that growth process comes when you're around other people and you get to understand how they look at life and how life plays out in so many instances when it may have not even been on your radar. So the more that you take in, that's the part of the, that's the growth process because you're taking more in, you're learning more, you're receiving more, you're processing more. So you have growth. Another great thing is food for the soul. Are you feeding your soul? The question is, what are you feeding your soul? And if you have acts of kindness and humility, you're feeding your soul, humility, kindness, 
reward because you feel good when you help other people. You feel like you have a place in society. You feel as if you have something to give and contribute to society, not just taking from society, not expecting, just expecting from society, but also you have something to give to society. You have something to share. You have something that becomes a staple holder for you. Okay. And that's beautiful. That's the, that's one of the beautiful parts of life. And then there's self-improvement because now you're widening your scope of, of what's to come. You're, you are not just sitting there and just remaining stagnant in life because it's all about me, myself, and I. You are opening up yourself to navigate what's happening in the world, what's happening in the what's happening in your network around you. When people call you and they want to work with you in inclusion, that's a whole horse of another color. They respect your opinion, what you have to say. And then how so how can you work together with them and how do you process their opinion and respect their opinion and build for the greater good? You sit to that which is greater. And it becomes beautiful. It becomes really, really beautiful. And then, and then we start looking at our personal and professional development, the growth process, the trajectory of where you're going in life. Somewhere you never thought you'd grow. Somewhere you never thought you'd see. Something that you never, ever set out to look at that was even in your compass. Nothing. And so the next thing you know is, wow. You take that look back, but you realize you did not get there by yourself. You got there with other people, like-minded people, understanding, growing. So then that's your personal and professional development. And don't even talk about the spiritual healing. Oh, somebody <laughs> don't even talk about that one. Because guess what? When you have spiritual healing, when you wake up in the morning time, and you have your time with God before day, before that first, um, I don't know, my time is somewhere three o'clock, four o'clock. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but then my visions are coming and God is talking to me and setting me right and setting me straight and getting me in what directions I'm going, what I'm going to do for that day or whatever it is. But that spiritual healing is when you can touch it, when you can see it, when you can feel it, it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful because if we don't heal ourselves, then we'll be broken and we'll, we'll be forever condemned in a spirit of brokenness. And nobody wants to feel broken. No one wants to wake up and feel despair. No one wants to wake up every day and feel uncertainty. So that's the reason why humility is so good for you because it heals the soul. It really, really, it heals the soul. And not only that, there's the part about, there's the part of, well, you know, people are going to call me, so I have to see who's calling. But anyway, don't worry about it because we're all in here together and we're human and nothing. And I don't want people to think my world is perfect because it's not. Okay. And I just want people to know I'm a human being and I'm just like you. I'm a human being. Okay. So let me keep moving <laughs> now. So the next thing, the next thing that we really, really want to look at is self-control of your actions and interactions with people because humility will tell you more self-control. It will give you self-control. It will give you a better understanding about how we interact with people and how we leave them feeling and what that looks like for them. Okay. Self-control is like saying, do I spend this much money today just because I have it? Do I go out and cheat on my mate just because somebody is attractive to me? 
Do I go out and make decisions that I think I'm, I know for a fact, I don't think I'm going to regret them down the road. And it could really, 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 really up in my career, up into my marriage, up in relationships with my family, because I didn't have better self-control and I'm obsessive with myself of what I want me, myself and I. Okay. And when you have humility, it's, it removes obsessions because this self, it all goes together. This obsessive behavior of just wanting to please yourself because you're looking so much further than yourself. You're thinking about other people, which is what we need. We need to consider other people when we make choices, when we act on things. How does this affect my family? How does this affect my friends? How does this affect my standing in community? How does this affect how people will receive me? How does this affect, how does this affect everything I've accomplished in life and my ability to move forward? That's the things that we need to think about. And when we start thinking like that, I call it optimization of your inner being of total wellness, your mind, your body, your spirit, and your soul, connecting all of these things together for to be able to say who you are, to know who you are, because you're more mindful of what you're doing. You understand that you must take care of your body and you understand you must nourish your spirit and you must nourish your soul because in order for us to become whole and total wellness, this is what it's going to take. Optimal wellness. When I say optimization, that's the reason why I call the podcast and I use optimal in the podcast. Because it's part of it. And not only that, when you're dealing with humility, you're removing judging people. Every person you look at, you get to judge. Like, say, for instance, let's talk about this. Say, for instance, that a person is obese. And the first thing you say, oh, this person, all they do is they eat, eat, eat. Well, how do you know it's not hereditary? How do you know they're not on medications? How do you know they're not dealing with a heart problem? How do you know they're not dealing with something that's much deeper than being obese? You can't just, and, and then at the same time, those people might love the way they are. They might love who they are and what they are. So just because you don't think it's becoming, you don't get to judge people. You don't because some people love they, they love who they are and they love what size and we have to learn to love people for all sizes and shapes. If those people haven't done anything wrong, you don't get to go around judging them. You, you don't get to um, go around judging people for that reason. You know, it's wrong. Or say, for instance, that if uh, you see someone that's down and out on their luck and they're hungry and they're at, you, you know, and they're they're. Um, somewhere on a corner and they're saying, can you give me 50 cents or something? You know what? I, I know you guys going to think I sound crazy, but sometimes in your life you think about these as, you know, some of these people, God may have put an angel there just to see how you're going to react. Just have you ever thought that God might test you? Well, you should think like that because I do believe in God. I just do. And, you know, sometimes people could be down on their luck and they could have been some of the most successful people. Maybe you saw someone and they lost their wife or they lost their husband and, and life just changed for them where they just didn't want to go on and they become a shadow of who they were. But they could be one of the most brilliant people that you ever want to meet or some, or like a lot of our veterans uh, when they were in the service and things and they went through stuff in war and it was hard for them. They saw a lot of things when they were out in war in the war fields. And so when they came back, they were dealing with PTSD and some things were not easy for them to deal with loud noises, crowds of those things. You don't get to judge these people. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know where they've been, where they're going. 
and you don't know their reasoning. So you don't get to just keep judging people. And along with that is removing prejudices. You cannot be prejudiced towards people. And it doesn't mean just color of a person's skin. You could be, uh, people sometimes are just prejudiced against people because they have tattoos. They're just against, they're prejudiced against people because of the way they wear their hair. They, they have a punk rock look. Some people, but you, this is this person's right to look and feel this way. Maybe it doesn't work in a lot of settings, but at the same time, we have to become more tolerable of other people. And we need to develop more deeper meanings in our relationships and have tolerance for people. And it all comes about self-discipline. And so you could sit down next to a person that is so brilliant, but just because they, they have a punk rock look, does that mean that there is something really wrong with them? This is a preference for them. This is a preference. And you got to look at people as people. And we, we have to start doing that. And we also have to understand trials and tribulations that other people have gone through. And we have to be better for it in even our own trials and tribulations and come out better on the other side of life. Because when everything I'm telling you, it is about life. You got to understand how to have the ability to meet people where they are. That's, that's the most important thing. The ability to meet people where they are. You can't just go through life saying, well, if you can't come up to my level, I can't go down to your level. If they're not doing anything wrong, take time to hear people out sometime. And so with all of that being said, and most of all, if we can get through all of that, the biggest reward on the other side is living and loving life, living life and loving life. And that's the most important thing. And I just wanted to come to you because I'm doing so much right now. I'm working on so much right now, but I've missed you. I've missed you all. And I've missed talking to you. And I had to remember, you know, this is in my orbit. This is part of who I am talking to people's a personal development, professional development, focusing on life and health coaching. Even I've had people say you give so much away. It's not about how much you give away. It's the fact that you are giving. And that's, and that's what you have to understand because it's going to come back twofold. What you put out in the universe, you're going to get back. And if your intentions are what if your intentions are meant, to, you have good intentions, what you're doing, good deeds come back to you. Trust and believe that you have to believe that. And I just want, I don't know. I just missed everybody. And I hope everybody missed me because I missed everybody. I was working, 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 working. But I've gotten so much done now, and I thank God for it. And I think people, when I look and see the analytics of the podcast, the people are listening, and people from all over the world are listening, it lifts me up. It makes me come back. It makes me want to pour into you. It makes me send you the love I have inside of me for you. Even though I've never met you, I still love you. I still love you. <laughs> and that's the most important thing I can say today is I love you. And with that being said, you know, I've been on here for a while, <laughs> for an hour. I try to give you an hour. And, you know, I know I need to vacate this seat. I know I need to leave. And I got so much more going on. But I tell you, you know, if we can all just come together as people and we can all learn to love each other, the world will be better for it. If we can just learn to lift people up. If we can learn to say some people in life, let me sit down with them and just see where they are in life. If we could learn to do that and God, if God, you know, God puts you in positions for a reason. You see what I'm saying? Some people, they get into positions just for a season because their actions take all 
all of the opportunities away. And then they turn around and they can't see what they accomplished, what they did with anything. They can't see any of those things. But the ones that God really, really puts in place, we have to, you, you, you have to check yourself. You have to always check yourself. And you always have to stay self-disciplined. And you always have to operate in the space of humility towards other people, even animals, even of everything around you, because everything is cause and effect. So what we do today is what we sow later, you know? And so that's, that's the seeds that you put down, okay? So that's when we say you reap what you sow. <laughs> so let me don't keep on going deeper. And with all that being said, I'm just so happy to be back with you. I've got some other podcasts that are already uh, laid out already. Um, but I, get, I hope I get to the mic to share them with you. But I'm not going to hope I get to the mic. I will be at the mic. Even it might take two weeks, three weeks. You know I'm coming. It don't matter. Just wait on me because I'm coming. I'm never. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I just need time sometimes to get through some of what I'm doing. If I get back that very next week, I'm even more blessed. And God gave me more time to do something with. And that's what I'm trying my best to be focusing on. But I was gone so long that I just had to explain what I did with the time I had. With that being said, I'm loyal to you. I love you. Until the next time I see you, you know I got to get ready and vacate this seat, but I want you to practice self-humility for other people, and I want you to write down what you did and what you found to be more, you know, what was more humbling about your actions. Do one thing every single day that's humbling for other people. Just one thing. That's all you need to do. With that being said, guess what? <laughs> you know what time it is. I'm out of here and I got to vacate the seat. Bye.